shut up. Shut up and listen to me right now. This is Fred Schneider, and you're listening to CITR. Shut up and listen to this radio station. He lay face down on the desert sand, clutching a six-gun in his hand. Shot from behind, I thought he was dead, for under his heart was an ounce of lead. But a spark still burned, so I used my knife, and late that night, I saved the life of Ringo. Ringo, Ringo. I nursed him till the danger passed. The days went by, he mended fast. And then from dawn till setting sun, he practiced with that deadly gun. And hour on hour, I watched in awe. No human being could match the draw of Ringo. One day we rode the mountain crest, and I went east, and he went west. I took to law and wore a star, while he spread terror near and far. With lead and blood he gained such fame all through the west, they feared the name of Ringo. I knew someday I'd face the test, which one of us would be the best. And sure enough, the word came down that he was holed up in the town. I left the posse out in the street, and I went in alone to meet Ringo. They said my speed was next to none, but my lightning draw had just begun when I heard a blast that stung my wrist. The gun went flying from my fist, and I was looking down the bore of the deadly 44 of Ringo. They say that was the only time that anyone had seen him smile. He slowly lowered his gun, and then he said to me, We're even, friend. And so at last I understood that there was still a spark of good in Ringo. I blocked the path of his retreat. He turned and stepped into the street. A dozen guns spit fire and lead. A moment later, he lay dead. The town began to shout and cheer. Nowhere was the shed a tear for Ringo. Ringo. The story spread throughout the land that I had beaten Ringo's hand. And it was just the years, they say, that made me put my guns away. But on his grave, they can't explain the tarnished star above the name of Ringo. Good evening. Hyvä ilta. Bow wow wow. Roo roo roo. And a pleasant Monday evening to you, 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 wherever you may be. Hopefully safe at home. But I know that circumstances may prevent that from being the case. Welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's speedy community radio station, CITR. 
your voice of the University of British Columbia here on 101.9 FM. We broadcast in an average of 18 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the Student Nest on campus, and our signal takes us throughout the Lower Mainland. From Squamish in the north, Bellingham, Washington to the south, west past Point Grey and the dipping south across the Salish Sea, and then our signal heads east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley. We also broadcast up through the sky and deep into space, for as long as this planet and station continues to emit noisy waves for all to hear. And then our signal dives down well into the underground, where we come from and where all good things bubble up. Telesoptic subscribers can tune in to CITR on channel 7023, and that's the story in British Columbia and Alberta. Otherwise, in all these places and everywhere else the internet takes you, find us on the web, www.citr.ca. The Exploding Him Movie Show page contains track listings and downloads for this episode, along with past ones. There's also a link to subscribe to the podcast by Apple Music. You can also find that podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Deezer, Geosaven, and Stitcher. For those times you can't listen live to the Crystal Wireless or then the Shoutcast stream through the website. My name is Gak, and I'll be calling all the races for the next two hours, so place your bets. Place your bets. You should have received your complimentary newly regulatory muzzle in conjunction with the broadcast of this episode. If not, well, with that mask you're sporting, just make sure you can't bite your fellow competitors. Please note that this is a pre-recorded show made in the home office of Exploding Headquarters, so do not call in as CIT remains closed due to the coronavirus pandemic. But you can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Just keep it short, sweet, and to the point, and make sure it's related to the show in some manner. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook under its given name, on Twitter at Hunter and on Instagram, I am Myopic Man. It's hard to believe already that it is March, and we're also approaching the one year of COVID-19 protective measures. And it feels like BC is in a weird holding pattern, as our active case count keeps rising, which points to community transmissions, which is in opposition to hospital or care home outbreaks. But thankfully, hospitalizations and deaths look to be lowering, so it seems like our current phase of vaccination is targeting the most vulnerable people. So we're in a limbo of sorts, as we've been in a soft lockdown since November. But that said, there are signs of hope, which is natural since spring is here. Trees are starting to bud. For those of us who are interested in it, baseball's now entered spring training, though there's limited crowds at most in Florida and Arizona. Both states hit super hard by COVID-19. On the awards front, as I record, the Golden Globes are being handed out. So as you're listening, they were handed out last night. So... Yes, based on this show's current production schedule, along with any past confusion on my part on how the Hollywood Foreign Press works, which is now devolved into more public controversy based on how they're wined and dined and also, yes, very white. I won't be able to talk about the Golden Globes this week, so I'll sort out something as an Oscars preview later, though I'm prepared in most cases. And again, the Oscars will be announced two weeks from now, and this episode will, again, not be in time to actually tackle it. This week we're going to talk about another recent death, and you wouldn't have likely seen or heard of him on TV, film, or elsewhere. Maybe occasionally popping up on the internet, and that's because he's a greyhound. Ringo was his name, and he was a good boy, so in honor of that doggy, 
Listen to Ennio Morricone's scores from two of the films in the Ringo film series, both from 1965, and it's a pistol for Ringo, and then the return of Ringo. Both Spaghetti Western classics, and they're in tribute for a retired racing dog. Will there be other Ringos that we'll hear this week? Well, we started with one. Lorne Green, with his 1964 song simply called Ringo. Lauren Green was famous for a time here in Canada as he was a CBC News announcer during World War II with the voice of doom. He moved to Hollywood to start acting, to lighten things up, and he starred as Ben Cartwright in Bonanza for decades, and he was also Captain Adama in the original Battlestar Galactica. That song was a number one hit because it was perfectly timed for the British invasion propelled by the Beatles and their drummer, Ringo Starr. So... Lauren Green scored a Billboard hit purely based on coincidence. And the song Ringo spawned multiple parodies at the time, including Gringo in a poorly aged Mexican dialect. And appearing on the song Ringo, got two of the Wrecking Crew legends there, Hal Blaine on drums and Tommy Tedesco on guitar. And in the background, this is Shabison, Kurgovich, and Harris. Off this year's album, Florence, I speak over the flowers in my parents' yard. Florence is a partner album to last year's Philadelphia, which is appropriate since Firenze and Philly are sister cities. Joseph Shabison is a session musician who's played with acts like Destroyer, Diana, and The War on Drugs, when not releasing his own ambient jazz music. And the most recent solo release was 2018's album Anne, and its follow-up EP, also called Anne, although add a comma afterwards. Nicholas Kurgovich is a prolific singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist. He appeared in acts like No Kids, Gig, and Piano here in Vancouver. The most recent solo release is 2018's Ouch. As for Chris Harris, he also played with bands like No Kids and also Womankind. So glorious environmental music harkening back to 80s Japanese New Age material. We begin with another recent death, and this one is in the music world. And from the Brooklyn act Akron family, guitarist Miles Seaton recently passed away. Akron family was a folk-influenced experimental band that lasted from 2002 to 2013. They put out a wild mix of music featuring field recordings, untuned televisions back when it was easy to do that, psychedelic and electronic elements, and then instruments like the glockenspiel. Once the band broke up, Miles Seaton released a couple solo albums, Functional Music Volumes 1 and 2, and then Phases in Exile. And he also put out a single with techno producer Chris Leibing in 2018. Miles Seaton died on February 19th from unspecified causes so far, and he was only 41 years old. From their self-released 2003 CDR, Franny and the Portal to the Fractal Universe of Positive Vibrations, this will be Akron Family with Onward, Train Stop, Bookmark. You're now listening to Exploding Head Movies, the only way through is forwards.
Alicia Clara from the Swiss Montrealers EP Outsider slash Unusual. We heard Haze Maze. Seems like Clara is gaining more traction since I first heard her last year, as this new EP starts rolling and getting attention. And behind me from last week's major news, this is Daft Punk from the 2005 album Human After All. This is Make Love. Daft Punk announced their dissolution last Monday, and they had their roots in the French indie scene before discovering Chicago house music, and they helped propel the 90s French touch scene with compressed sounds chopped into lost melodies and acid tones. And their 1997 debut album, Homework, started a sound that evolved into the epic 2001 album, Discovery. Human After All sounded grimier in hindsight as they whipped out the album in six weeks, but provided impeccable fodder for their epic 2006-2007 world tour that basically made EDM into a massive global thing. From that, they zigzagged into scoring the Tron Legacy film, which we profiled well in the past, and then their 2013 throwback Random Access Memories. The duo of Thomas Bangalter and Guy Manuel de Homem Cristo used footage from their 2006 film Electroma to announce their epilogue. And it's a strange silent film with music not from the duo, directed and co-written by the two members of Daft Punk. So expect a profile on the former French act in a couple weeks before Oscar Madness kicks in as I get into more details. Needless to say, they probably fueled a lot of the pop culture we take now for granted in their entire 28-year career. Got some more tributes to the recently deceased here as we bring up some Fat Boys. One of the early rap acts based out of Brooklyn, since the genre started in the Bronx, and the Fat Boys were the trio of Prince Marky D, Cool Rock Ski, and Buff Love, otherwise known as the Human Beatbox. Their usage of the beatbox was pioneering, inspiring folks like Biz Marquis, Rozel, and Doug E. Fresh, though they were also known for their odd cartoony love of food. Fat Boys appeared in films like Crush Groove, Knights of the City, and Disorderlies, were not appearing on various TV shows, and they had weird collaborations with folks like Brian Wilson, Chubby Checker, and Freddy Krueger of A Nightmare of Elm Street fame. Buff Love, otherwise Darren Robinson, died of a heart attack back in 1995 when he was only 28 years old, and recently, Prince Marky D died from unspecified causes on February 18th this year, one day before his 53rd birthday. Prince Marky D was born Mark Anthony Morales, and after his time with the Fat Boys, his solo work veered towards New Jack Swing, that up-tempo R&B sound of the early 90s, and he wrote songs for artists like Mark Anthony, Craig Mack, Mariah Carey, Jennifer Lopez, and Mary J. Blige, for whom he co-wrote the smash hit Real Love. Going back to 1985's The Fat Boys Are Back, this will be The Fat Boys Scratch.
The Supremes, with the song Automatically Sunshine, found in the 1972 album Floyd Joy, featuring Mary Wilson on lead vocals. After Diana Ross left The Supremes in 1970, a few other singers were recruited to help lead the legendary Motown act, but Wilson, one of the original Supremes, ended up leading the occasional song, including what we just heard there. However, once she left in 1977, The Supremes ended. And Mary Wilson and I share a birthday this Saturday, March 6th. The first autobiography, Dream Girl, My Life as a Supreme, was a bestseller in 1986, and she's been keeping up a Vegas residency for years. Mary Wilson died from complications from high blood pressure in her sleep on February 8th at the age of 76. And two days prior to that, she had announced a new solo album due later this week, though I don't know what plans are for that since she's passed away. In the background, this is The Shacks, with an instrumental version of their song, Rain, and the vocal version appeared on their 2016 self-titled EP. Their sole album so far is 2018's Haze, though they've done a few singles in collaboration with other folks on the Big Crown label, like Brain Story and El Michel's Affair. Of course, it's March here in Vancouver, and rain is something that we're going to get used to in the forecast again, after a relatively calm February, aside from the bits of snow that we got. Got new music here from Free Love Fenner. The Montreal Act has been dormant since 2013's Do Not Affect a Breezy Manor, but the trio of Caitlin Loney, Peter Woodford, and Michael Wright came back with the warm analog sound on their new album, The Punishment Zone, which just came out a couple weeks ago. Expect more songs off of it as we get into spring and then summer. Here's Freeform Fenner with Shoulder Season.
from Austin, Texas, that was Sunjun. And we heard the song Everything I Had off their new album, Somewhere. After growing up around the Hudson Valley in New York and then the outskirts of Los Angeles, Sunjun landed in the music capital of the world after working on Terrence Malick's film Song to Song. So they settled in to Travis County, and Sunjun self-described their sound as regret pop, which feels apt. I like the idea of melancholy music, sad music with happy lyrics, or then vice versa. Quality stuff. Behind me, this is Fatima Al-Qadiri from her 2016 album Brute. This is Oubliette. Most recent music from Al-Qadiri is something we profiled last March, which was her score to the 2019 film Atlantics, which we had time for International Women's Day in 2020 on Exploding Head Movies episode 495. And the 2021 version of International Women's Day falls next Monday, March 8th. I'll present an all-female-driven sound next episode. Now, I've played a few cuts off Jennifer Castle's 2020 album Monarch Season when it first came out, though this song feels like it's been kicked down the road a couple times in various playlists, so it will fit right in with our sort of easygoing vibe happening right now. Here's Jennifer Castle with Purple Highway. you 
Vanille. Just think of the French version of the word vanilla. From her debut album, 2021, Soleil, 96. Hope we're doing it proper French. Soleil, 96. We heard Nouvelle Vague. Which is French for New Wave. Though it harkens back to the 1960s Yeye yeah, yeah, Chanson sound. Vanille is the solo project of Montreal's Rachel LeBlanc. And she has some wonderful, perfect summer sounds there. So as our weather gets warmer and our days get longer, expects more to hear from Vanille. In the background, this is one of my favorite bands ever, Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. This is a cover of the song Mecca, originally done by Gene Pitney. And it's found on their final album, 1993 Sportfishing, The Lure of the Bait, The Luck of the Hook. And it was reissued and expanded in 2016, when it came out through the Yap Rock label. We're coming up to the 20th anniversary of the death of the original bassist Reed Diamond, who died of cancer back in 2001. And as part of the Shadowy Men reunion as of late, Mercedes Dallas Good has stepped in with some of Diamond's frantic bottom end. Now we have another death to talk about, and that's the singer-songwriter Jim Weatherly, who was part of both the pop and country worlds. His most famous song is Midnight Train to Georgia, popularized by Gladys Knight and the Pips back in 1973. And he also wrote songs like Neither One of Us Wants to Be the First to Say Goodbye and Best Thing That Ever Happened to Me. Some of his songs have been performed by acts like Glenn Campbell, Kenny Rogers, Neil Diamond, and Garth Brooks. Weatherly died on February 3rd this year from natural causes at the age of 77. This song by Weatherly is done by someone who also recently died, and that's Charlie Pride. He died right before Christmas due to COVID-19. From the 1978 album Burger and Fries, this is Charlie Pride with his version of Jim Weatherly's Where Do I Put Her Memory? I've taken down all of her pictures I've cleaned out all of her drawers I painted over the scratches from all of our little wars I Erase it, 
I just have to face it. It's gonna be there a long, long time. I got rid of the pillow where she used to lay her head. I picked up her hairpins and pearlers that she dropped on her side of the bed. I've locked away each souvenir and thrown away the key. Now
Viagra Boys, joined there by Amy Taylor from the Aussie band Amel and the Sniffers. That was a cover of the great John Prine song, In Spite of Ourselves. You can find that on Viagra Boys' new album, Welfare Jazz. They're a sleazy punk act out of Stockholm that mix some weird energies together. I love them. As for John Prine, he died last year to COVID-19. But in recent news, a documentary about his label, Old Boy, is announced in celebration of its 40th anniversary this year. It'll be featuring plenty of archival footage of Prine over the years. Behind me, this is Motoko with Song for the Garden Cat. A split EP with Lithium Enchantment from 2014 called Inner Life. Motoko is the project of keyboardist Jordan Pearson, and he's been pretty quiet as either Motoko or another project called Halcyon since 2015, from at least what I can tell. And we got a combination of New Zealand and Saskatchewan here next, with Marlon Williams representing the former, and Casey and Clayton repping the latter. They put out a nice twangy album last year based on visits done before the pandemic. And here's the title track. Here's Casey and Clayton and Marlon Williams with Plastic Bouquet. Speeding for time 
According to the BC Centre for Disease Control, COVID-19 is transmitted through larger liquid droplets, like what's produced when you cough or sneeze, coming in contact with the eyes, nose, and or throat. COVID-19 is not transmitted through airborne particles, or small particles floating in the air, or through skin contact. To avoid droplet transmission, wear a face mask if sick. Cover your coughs and sneezes in your elbow. Do not shake hands or high-five others. Wash your hands frequently and for 20 seconds. Do not share household items. Flush the toilet with the lid down. Practice general cleaning. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you.
Just heard the Apollo Ghosts. They're covering Tough Age's song, Everyday Life. You can find that off of an album called Local Delivery Only. It was only briefly available online once the pandemic struck. And it acted as a tribute to the artists that the band liked, who played live in town. And of course, dearly missed as we haven't had a concert proper aside from backyard shows in almost a year. Per Instagram, Apollo Ghosts announced that a new album was forthcoming. Their first one since 2019's Living Memory. Their comeback album after dissolving earlier in the 2010s. And other acts covered on local delivery only include Destroyer, Gal Grayson, Cub, Jay Arner, Tommy Tone, Rose Melberg, Vita Hill, and Japan Roy, to name quite a few. In the background, this is Joy Gorilla with one of the singles that they issued last year. This is Million Dollar Neighborhood, something that they are fully aware of in California. And we are totally mindful here, not just in Vancouver, but increasingly Little Lower Mainland. Now let's talk about some of the soundtracks that are available for purchase, download, or streaming this week. Though as always, do note that this is subject to change, since the release schedule for many a film during the pandemic means everything is in flux. So some of these may be out or due later, but keep them on your radar. As new releases go, Jeff Beal's score from Breaking News in Yuba County is coming out through Note for Note Music. And Ali Shahid Mohammed and Adrian Young provide the music to Boogie. The song album's coming out through Victor Victor Worldwide, along with Republic Records. Cindy O'Connor's music from Deanie Bean is Dead is coming out this week. And Andy Bean's music from the TV series Kid Cosmic and the Sonic Courage is coming out through Amazing Music Publishing. Olivia Alari provides the music to Night of the Kings that's coming out through Blonde Records. Kayo Amon's music from The Pink Cloud is due this week. James Newton Howard provides the score to Raya and The Last Dragon that's coming out through Walt Disney Records. Sam Dinley's music to the latest film adaptation of Romeo Juliet's out this week. And then Michael Yazaretsky's music from The Vigil is coming out through Lakeshore Records. On the release front, Cesar Bernito's music from Avenged is coming out through Plaza Mayor. Season 1 of Batwoman is scored by Sherry Chung and Blake Neely, and that's coming out through Water Tower Music. Peter Gregson provides the music to the video game Boundless, and that's coming out through Deutsche Grammophon this week. Seasons 5 and 6 to The Flash are scored by Nathaniel Bloom and Blake Neely, and their score is coming out through Water Tower Music. There's an expanded version of Frank DeVol's score from The Flight of the Phoenix coming out through Entrada Music. And the latest re-release coming through Toho Music with music by Akira Ifakube is Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Otherwise, Benji Marison and Will Slater provide the score to Meerkat, a dynasty special. That documentary's score is coming out through Silver Screen. Those are your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. Get into our tribute to my brother's late greyhound Ringo shortly, but we'll share a song that talks about the more common usage of that word, and that's the bus line that used to run throughout North America. The network is still standing, but it's nowhere near as comprehensive as it was in the past. When you think about the times we'd go from here down to Seattle, catch some shows, which is referred to in the lyrics of this song by Calpurnia, a Vancouver act famous for having Finn Wolfhard of Stranger Things fame in the band playing rhythm guitar and singing. But don't forget, also in the band are Isla, Tesler, Mabe, Jack Anderson, and Malcolm Craig. From their debut EP, 2018's Scout, here's Calpurnia with Greyhound.
This is a poem about a dog I see walking around North Beach all the time. The dog trots freely in the street and sees reality, and the things he sees are bigger than himself, and the things he sees are his reality, drunks in doorways, moons on trees. The dog trots freely through the street, and the things he sees are smaller than himself. Fish on newsprint, ants in holes, chickens in Chinatown windows, their heads a block away. The dog trots freely in the street, and the things he smells smell something like himself. The dog trots freely in the street, past puddles and babies, cats and cigars, pool rooms and policemen. He doesn't hate cops. He merely has no use for them. And he goes past them and past the dead cows hung up whole in front of the San Francisco meat market. He would rather eat a tender cow than a tough policeman, though either might do. And he goes past the Romeo Ravioli factory and past Coit's Tower and past Congressman Doyle of the Un-American Activities Committee. He's afraid of Coit's Tower, but he's not afraid of Congressman Doyle, although what he hears is very discouraging, very depressing, very absurd to a sad young dog like himself, to a serious dog like himself. But he has his own free world to live in, his own fleas to eat. He will not be muzzled, Congressman Doyle is just another fire hydrant to him. The dog trots freely in the street and has his own dog's life to live and to think about and to reflect upon, touching and tasting and testing everything, investigating everything without benefit of perjury. A real realist with a real tale to tell and a real tale to tell it with a real, live, barking, democratic dog engaged in real free enterprise with something to say about ontology, something to say about reality and how to see it and how to hear it with his head cocked sideways at street corners as if he is always just about to have his picture taken for Victor Records, listening for his master's voice and looking like a living question mark into the great gramophone of puzzling existence with its wondrous hollow horn which always seems just about to spout forth some victorious answer to everything. Lawrence Ferlinghetti with the poem Dog found on the 1971 cassette No Escape Except Peace. Ferlinghetti was a great beat poet, painter, and social activist, and he was also the publisher and co-founder of San Francisco's famous landmark, City Lights Booksellers and Publishers, back in 1953. Through City Lights, Ferlinghetti published Allen Ginsberg's legendary poem Howl and helped successfully fight a First Amendment trial against indecency. Ferlinghetti's first book of poetry is published in 1958. It's called A Coney Island of the Mind. And on his 100th birthday in 2019... The city of San Francisco proclaimed March 24th, Lawrence Ferlinghetti Day. He died of interstitial lung disease on February 22nd this year at the age of 101. Now let's talk about Ringo the Greyhound 
And believe it or not, that actually was his racing name. So, most of the time with purebred dogs, they have fancy names to show their birth line. And occasionally they had a hidden name to protect people from yelling it as a distraction on the racetrack. But Ringo was his name-o. And he was adopted in 2013 after prior Greyhounds Max and Maisie crossed the Rainbow Bridge earlier in the winter. Ringo was a sweet guy who loved super high voices as his ears perked up and teeth chattering in delight. And Ringo will be our theme throughout here. Behind me, this is the George Martin Orchestra with the 1964 single Ringo's theme, the name given to an instrumental version of the Beatles' 1963 song, This Boy, which was originally a B-side to the single, I Want to Hold Your Hand. And it was part of the soundtrack to the 1964 film, A Hard Day's Night. Sir George Martin is the legendary Beatles producer, and this ties in nicely to perhaps the most famous Ringo there is, the drummer-born Richard Starkey, but we know is Ringo Starr. He was not the original drummer for the Beatles, and that was Pete Best. And Starr was originally in the Eddie Clayton Skiffle group in the late 50s, and then he made his mark with Rory Storm and the Hurricanes. And that's where the Beatles recruited him from. After some initial hiccups with Beatles fans, I think because they missed Pete Best, Ringo became the most popular one for his drumming, and along with his humor from his interviews and appearances. With an aloof approach to language that led to songs written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney like A Hard Day's Night and Tomorrow Never Knows. I was going to dig up some of his best drumming tracks, including the song Rain, which he considered his best drumming performance, but then Come Together, but then him singing songs like Octopus's Garden, with a little help from my friends, or don't pass me by. But we're going to focus on a song from his solo career, since he had multiple hit albums in the 70s, before he then formed his all-star band with plenty of touring. Latest album for Ringo is 2019's What's My Name, and before 2020 ended, he released a Christmas single called Here's to the Nights, which featured Paul McCartney, Joe Walsh, Sheryl Crow, Dave Grohl, Lenny Kravitz, Jenny Lewis, Yola and a whole bunch of others and that's a preview track to a new EP Zoom In due out later this month. This 1971 single was co-written by uncredited George Harrison and it was a hit in both American and England. Here's Ringo Starr with It Don't Come Easy.
Dead Milkman, of their 1988 album Beelzebubba, we heard Ringo buys a rifle. Dead Milkmen were a great Philly punk act with a very humorous approach to lyrics, famous for songs like Punk Rock Girl and Bitchin' Camaro. Formed in 1983, broke up in 1995, they were united in 2008. Latest album's 2014's Pretty Music for Pretty People, where they put out the Fascist Groove Thing EP last year along with a compilation, Depends on the Horse. Ringo the Greyhound didn't get a rifle, surprise, but he loved rabbits because greyhounds were bred to chase them, and there's a fake one that runs around the course at a greyhound track. Naturally, where Ringo lived, somehow little bunnies would pass through the yard despite knowing one speedy guy could get to top speed in three steps and grab them. And there had to be some explanations to the nieces and nephew why fur and blood were everywhere, and uh, that took a little bit of time to understand. From Ringo getting a rifle to a pistol. In the background, this is Ennio Morricone with the weight from his score to the 1965 film Una Pistola per Ringo, otherwise known as A Pistol for Ringo. It was directed by Duccio Tassari, known mostly for his sword and sandal films or then some horror, and he wanted to do the opposite of Sergio Leone's Man With No Name or Dollar series, which you profiled in this year's Fun Drive episode from a few weeks back, exploding him movies 543. And Tassari focused on more comedy and slapstick, with a clean-cut teetotaler who drank milk instead of whiskey and is portrayed by Italian actor Giuliano Gemme, although he was credited as Montgomery Ward. It's loosely based on the actual gunfighter Johnny Ringo, an outlaw associated with Tombstone, Arizona, and confronted by Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. The story behind A Pistol for Ringo, an angel-faced gunfighter is tasked with infiltrating a ranch overrun by Mexican bandits and then rescuing various hostages. We've had plenty of Morricone tributes throughout Exploding Head Movies and Radio Free Gak's life, more so since the composer died last July. And this time around, along with the usual spaghetti western tropes involving tension and other soundscapes, we're going to hear some comedic elements slip through. We'll begin with the main theme sung by Maurizio Graf, an Italian singer and performer who sang in multiple Euro westerns. So here's Ennio Morricone with his score to A Pistol for Ringo, where we start off with Maurizio Graf and the song Angel Face. I kiss at last the beloved crown of my land That I left one day with my heart, heart full of pain I have looked in the faces of my old friends But now do you look at me as my You must, you must tell me You must remember who I am If you see a man with downcast eyes and ragged clothes Walking through your village, don't shout him but go Sweetheart, I was dead To 
take my place, you shall pay for the space slide. Those who saw me as a round-time man, those who tried to destroy our world, shall leave forever our belongings. We are a fearless man Because we are a fearless
from his score for A Pistol for Ringo. We heard its main theme, Angel Face, as sung by Maurizio Graf. Then we heard Mexico Heroico, the up-tempo Bamba Bambina, and the stop-start piano bit Hesitating Rag version 2. Going back to Ringo the Greyhound, who I only usually saw twice a year based on family visits, he did a lot of sleeping as greyhounds aren't known for their stamina since they're bred to be fast in only races. So the rest of the time, they just love to sleep. So Ringo was often cold for 18 to 20 hours a day. As a very leggy dog, Ringo didn't realize that he wasn't a lap dog. So as he'd curl up on dog beds and human beds and couches, he'd often think he'd curled up next to people unnoticed. But in fact, he took over almost the entire place where he slept when he wasn't twisted into a strange pretzel. I remember one time I had to sleep on a sofa and woke up in the middle of the night when Ringo thought he could just climb in without me noticing. A Pistol for Ringo, the film, was very popular in Europe and North America, and it spawned a sequel, El Ritorno de Ringo, The Return of Ringo, also in 1965. Director Duccio Tassari came back, along with Giuliano Gemme, and this time around, the story was inspired by the Greek tale The Odyssey, whereby Ringo returns from war to find his home overrun by Mexican bandits again. So he goes as disguise as a Mexican to infiltrate the outlaws and then rescue his wife and land. Also coming back, Ennio Morricone. And behind me, this is its main theme done in a violent style. So the mixture of comedy and drama continues throughout the story as the action and romance combine with a revenge element. And we're going to hear another variation of the theme to The Return of Ringo done in a mariachi style. So here's Ennio with more Ringo. I'll come back with more about the Greyhound as we wrap things up. Guitarra, lloren, guitarra. Violines, lloren igual. Ay, ay. No dejen yo me vaya con el silencio de mi cantar gritemos a pecho abierto un canto que haga temblar al mundo ese gran puerto donde unos vienen y otros se van
From his score to El Ritorno di Ringo, otherwise known in English as the Return of Ringo, we heard Ennio Morricone with the first mariachi version of its theme, then the Gianti Barnabas Bamba, before we heard the funeral, and then we heard Maurizio Graf again, singing the main titles, El Ritorno di Ringo. He was also the same singer as Angel Face, theme to the earlier film, A Pistol for Ringo. The Ringo film series were popular, Although subsequent films were of lesser quality, and that includes $10,000 for Ringo, Ringo and Gringo against all, two R.R. Ringos from Texas, or I guess two Ringos from Texas, the musical bomb A Woman for Ringo, Ringo and His Golden Pistol, Ringo of Nebraska, and then Ringo, the face of revenge. As for the Greyhound Ringo, he was diagnosed with nerve cancer around his front left shoulder a few weeks back which would eventually lead to either a numb leg, which would be prone to be gnawed on, or then bone cancer and breakage. But in the end, the cancer spread to the lungs, and in contrast to the sudden death of the cat Fonzie, Ringo got a few more weeks, and the living room was converted into a big mattress for the family to cuddle up close by, since he couldn't use the stairs anymore. And as for meals, his favorites of steaks and whipping cream were made. Of course, the rabbits in the neighborhood realized that they couldn't be chased anymore, so one last slow encounter happened, and Ringo couldn't catch the bunny. And based on the pain towards the end, Ringo loved lying in the sun on the southern Ontario snow, which is tough stuff for a dog with no layers of fat or fur, but he was smiling right up until the end. Ringo's heart was stopped on Saturday, February 20th, 
and I think he was 10 years old, which is sadly the average for a dog that size. And Ringo was a good boy. And Yo Morricone again died in Rome back on July 6th in 2020 after complications from falling. He was 91 years old. And numerous scores of his have been reissued by his family, particularly his earlier 60s material, which I hope to share in an upcoming episode or two, because I want to jump on his more comedic and psychedelic work. And that's it for Exploding Hibbies for this week. Coming up at 9, it's an encore presentation of The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker, and he will guide you to midnight, so stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening. If you missed any of this week's episode, please visit the Exploding Hit Movies show page at www.citr.ca, where you can see track listings and downloads for this episode, along with past ones, plus some places to find the Exploding Hit Movies podcast, which is available through Apple Music, iHeart, Spotify, Deezer, Geosaven, and Stitcher. Exploding Hit Movies is on Facebook under its given name, on Twitter at 100air, and on Instagram, I am myopic man, but you can email anytime radiofreegack at gmail.com. Next Monday is International Women's Day, so we're going to dig up all ambient music composed by all women. And the week after, we'll do some daft punk based on the recent breakup, and then Oscar season beckons. The shortlist for some categories, including the song and score nominees, have been announced, so I've been prepping for five weeks of profiles tied to the nominees, and then one frantic episode once the winners are announced. In the background, this is the organist Barbara Dennerline with a cover of Chick Corea's song Spain. You can find this off her 1984 album Orgespiel. Dinnerline is joined by Harold Ruschenbaum on drums, Jörg Wiedmoser on violin, and Peter Wilpel on guitar. And Chick Corea was a jazz pianist who passed away last month. And as mentioned at the time, I'll dig up more tracks done by him, at least until Gavin can come back and do his own tribute when the jazz show can happen again. We'll close with the Austrian saxophonist Muriel Grossman. Her latest album is Quiet Earth, and that came out right before Christmas in 2020. Playing with Grossman are Radomir Milokovic on guitar, Gina Schwartz on bass, Urs Demankovic on drums, and then Lawrence Barcello on organ. Here's Muriel Grossman with African Call. You have been listening to Exploding Hemmies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Please remember to keep calm, be kind, and stay safe during this pandemic.
Thank you.